Hey leaders, this is Jeff Garrison from Results on Purpose and uh, today we're sitting here doing a kind of a long form podcast for me a little bit. Um, I'm here with Steve Welty and, and Dave Pleeman from Good Life Property Management and we've been spending the day together uh, planning their next 90 days, having a good time and uh, I wanted to, you, you guys are just one of the our most fun groups that I work with and you're unique and you've got a really good story and I thought it'd be fun to share the story with everybody of Good Life a little bit and then just have you talk about uh, why do you think it's so successful so fast you know what are some of those keys to what's going on uh, so Steve you're the founder yeah uh, what's Good Life? Good yeah. Life Property Management so we're out in San Diego, and uh, Good Life Property Management started in 2013, and uh, started with about a team of like four, I think, at the time, and Dave came on shortly after we started, maybe six months after the company started, and um, you know, I think a big key to our success has been uh, our ability to attract and keep A players. So Dave's had a big part in that. Um, and we've just, uh, we've really had an entrepreneurial mindset with our team where everyone runs like kind of like a small business inside of the company. So everyone's expected to not just do their job, but also work on the business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so we've really instilled that, that we're a results-based company. You know, the, the sky's the limit as far as how, how, what you want to become here. You know, if you are a rock star, there's a position for you. You can, Dave created his own position, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, uh, it's interesting. I want to ask you about that because the way you spend your time, Steve, is like how most entrepreneurs dream uh, about when they start their business and, and many never get there. So, share uh, what results do you own what are, what does everyone expect you to do and how do you spend your time in the business yeah so I own uh, the vision of the company and I own the culture of the company so culture is very important so um, I make sure that if there's you know issues with people that I, I hash those out I'm also I feel like my number one job is to figure out what fires up each person on the team and what are they going after and helping them get there whether that uh, has to do with good life or not. It could be personally or um, there's people that have said like, hey, I plan to be here a couple years and I'd like to do this after. And I'm like, great, like let's let's make these two years really count, yeah. you know? So um, I think it's a business is really about helping people achieve their dreams and also achieving dreams for yourself. So those are my big accountabilities. And I get, you know, smart people like Dave uh, who can run with the, the company and the operation. So Dave's a really good how person, and I'm not very good at how, but I'm good at vision, and I'm good at, uh, which I always never thought, I was like, is that actually, is that a cop-out or is that a real position? But no, like, companies do need visionaries that can move the company forward, that can uh, motivate people, that, um, you know, can push new ideas, and then you also, when you get a, an integrator like Dave, who is a really good how person, then the combination is, is very exciting. Awesome. Well, so let's talk about Dave. Um, the business, uh, well, if you took Dave out of the business, there would be no business, right? <laughs> All right. All right, so we got cut off, but here we are, take two. Um, so uh, the business wouldn't be the business without Dave, right? So let's talk about Dave. 
Uh, Dave, what, uh, what's your role here? What results do you own at Good Life? So as the uh, integrator, my job is mostly product development. So I take Steve's vision for the company and I put it into uh, an operational framework and make that dream a reality. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of use the analogy like if Steve was the owner of a football team, he says, hey, here's our budget for the year, go out and win a Super Bowl. I would be the one that would, you know, drop the plays, I'd hire the players, make sure we have all the right equipment, and then uh, make, that, uh, make that happen. Yeah, so, uh, well, he's, he's got the big ideas, and you make them true. All right, so uh, we've talked a lot about people in the past, and, and people's a huge key. I mean, uh, we're talking about it now. So, uh, and y'all have been really successful uh, getting the right people on the bus, so to speak. You know, it's, it's pretty cliche, but it's so true. It's really 90% uh, or more of a company's success is, is getting... Uh, those folks on board. So uh, tell me what it is that you do or your approach or the way y'all look at it to be as good as you are at it. Well, I think it's uh, there's several parts to it. Um, one, we try and stay true to who we are in our, in our roadmap, mm -hmm. uh, especially our core values. So we hire and fire people by that. It's a, we use a people analyzer to make sure that, hey, that this person's the right fit for the company. Uh, we try and hire only A players, people, you know, mediocrity is okay, I guess, for some people, but we want people that are interested in making an impact and improving themselves. Um, and then when they're in the company, we try and put people in positions and give them tasks that are going to be things that fire them up and that things that give them excitement and things that they're going to be good at. Um, you know, Steve said that when we do our performance reviews, one of the questions we ask is, what don't you like doing here at Good Life? And it may turn out that they may not do this one task, but someone else may like it or fits someone else better. So we say, hey, it's, you're actually creating an opportunity because you won't have to do that. You'll be able to focus on something else. And this other person is going to learn a new skill. And, you know, it kind of filters that whole way. And this person realizes, hey, I'm going to add more value to myself because now I know how to do this. And we try and move people up through the company. When I was hired here, there's only three employees, and you know now I'm just below Steve, and I kind of use that as you know when I talk to other people, hey, like you don't have to do this, you know, if it doesn't give you energy, but these are things that you can learn, add value to yourself. You will learn, you know, more ins and outs of the company, and when you could play more roles, uh, you know, more know more positions, and it, it only elevates yourself. Okay, so uh, that's a really good point, and it's. It's hard to make that happen in a company. And one reason it's hard is that people don't want to be vulnerable in most companies. They don't want to say, I don't like something or I'm not good mm -hmm. at something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the only way to make it work is to have the right kind of culture and the right kind of environment where people can be open and honest about those things uh, and they and also trust you to put them in a place where they're going to succeed and not have to worry about failing. So uh, talk more about how you've been able to pull that off. Yeah, so we, um, I think it starts from when we first hire people. We like to tell them, I like to tell them, um, you know, you can become anything here. We, um, we paint the vision for the future. So we have a, we're, we're a purpose-driven company, Life Improved. 
we have uh, a roadmap of where we're going so people see that like we're actually taking them somewhere. I think that's the biggest thing people should look at when they're at, at a job is not what I'm getting, but what am I becoming at this job? And people actually become something here. Um, so that's one thing. I think the vulnerability thing is a really important point that you point out, and I've never really thought about that much, but I, I try to lead uh, and be vulnerable because when you're vulnerable as a leader, it gives people permission to also be vulnerable. And uh, I've heard people say, well, as CEO, you can't say like, oh, I don't know. You can't act like you don't know. I routinely tell people like, I don't know what to do here. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, so, but I'll also, I also don't stand for, um, it eats me up alive uh, if there's like talking behind people's backs or like, oh, this person's not doing this or this person, is, I pull them into the room or Dave does now usually and um, we just hash it out. And then I love our quarterly check-ins because there's usually one or two things that are still lingering that I can be like, okay, we need to bring this up and we need to bring this up. And we usually just hit it like straight up. Um, and and uh, th that's why we don't have people issues because there's really not, um, I mean, we've, we've had, we had to let someone go recently, but, um, you know, we identified that as a team that wasn't a good fit. Mm -hmm. We let him go, gave him a severance, um, said you're a great person. It's just not the right, you know, what we're looking for, not the right person for what we're looking for, what wish you well, and it ended on really good terms. And everyone got energized because the best way you can keep A players is to surround them with other A players. Absolutely. So. And I, I love the way you put it when you said, I don't tolerate yeah you know this or that and that's uh again one of those keys to success and uh what hurts a lot of businesses is because they don't put that uh post in the ground about i won't tolerate this or i won't tolerate that mm -hmm. uh you know mediocrity uh, uh you know levels of failure or certainly the culture stuff and hitting it head on is is the only way to do it you know we, we talk about giving people feedback as soon as they deserve it whether it's positive or negative right give them feedback as soon as they deserve it totally so uh that people stuff that's been a huge part of your success but i know it's not been uh all successes along the way there's there's been some things that haven't worked out and uh, but i know from uh your perspective the way you guys look at it is those failures are just the way to become successful you fail your way to mm -hmm. success so share with us you know what uh one of those big failures or lessons learned that that you've picked up along the way so uh we tried to uh put people in positions that weren't suited for them is one big learning lesson and how we got around that is we actually spent a lot of time People laugh actually at the office because I'm always sending them some new like personality tests to take <laughs> and it can get overkill but we actually understand each other really well and what lights each other up and what suck what, what we're not good at and uh, what we're what we're uh, uniquely good at so we even made little baseball cards that have everyone's like kind of stats about their disc and their Colby and whatnot and so we've tried to give like process work to people that have no skill at processes and um and just probably giving things to people that that didn't fit their profile was a big learning lesson and now we're all very clear about what type of job uh, work goes to what type of person excellent yeah. dave yeah i think um you know having the uh, the new structure of the meetings ever since bringing the roadmap. When we have these new ideas, we have people on the leadership team like Steve and Adam who are the activators, the quick start type people that, that want to chase these things. And then when we run it through the filters, like, is this really going to get us to where we want to go? 
And sometimes we kind of deviate from that and then we spend a lot of time on it. And then when we look back at it in a year, you know, we didn't really get, you know, the result that we were expecting or we never really outlined what the result should look like when it was done. So um, I think having, you know, especially like these quarterly planning sessions and then even after this, like tomorrow when we go through the, the deliverable evaluation tool, we can really get better focus and, and clarity on what we want and what we expect, you know, when we meet back here in three months. Excellent, excellent. Well, I thank you guys for spending a little extra time with me today. We've already spent uh, nearly eight hours together as usual, and it's exhausting, and, and uh, people have had to build their stamina <laughs> to make it through our day, but uh, this has been fun, and I thought it would be interesting to share your story and share some of the uh, reasons for success with other people. And uh, Well, you've been a big reason too, Jeff everything you've done to help us uh, install all this stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. well, I appreciate yeah. it. Big, big, big appreciative. When at first, uh, when Steve said he's going to bring on an implementer, my first thing was, well, how much does that cost? Yeah, <laughs> sure. And uh, immediately the first day, you know, after you left, the next day, we were like, wow, like, how have we been doing this without that, you know, and having that guidance? You know, we think we have it figured out. And then you bring in, you know, Jeff or someone that's, you know, because think, thinking outside of the box or not involved in the processes and to see it that way and keep us on track, you know, it's, it's basically been invaluable and it's been a huge part of uh, our success these last couple of years. Well, great. I appreciate it. And, <laughs> and I got to tell you what I love is when uh, I hear you guys ask. What's the result we want? Yeah. We Reason all your keywords. You right, right, yeah. right on. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's great. Well, we'll see you in three months. All right, so cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah right. for sure. <laughs> nice plug, Steve. Yeah, buddy. Put that yeah. plug in there. <laughs>